Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good... There really should be a good introduction for just people listening to podcasts when you don't know what time of day it is. Um, anyway, you're here. Great. This is episode three of Keep It Renal. Um, this is a four-part series of our interview with Cade, who is a patient with steroid-resistant nephrotic syndrome. And we're at the stage now where he's been treated with steroids for his nephrotic syndrome um, but nothing's really working and at this point he's starting to be designated as what we call steroid resistant in that his disease does not respond to steroids. In this episode he's going to take us through the journey where he went from there once he had realised he had steroid resistant nephrotic syndrome. We're going to talk a little bit more in this episode about um, perhaps the psychological support that you might get as a patient um, and some of the practicalities once you're actually on dialysis. So if you're a patient, I hope you can uh, recognise certain aspects of Cade's journey and realise that you're not alone. There are people out there who are going through exactly the same as you. And again, if you're someone who isn't patient-facing, a researcher or a clinician or maybe a family member of a kidney disease patient, I hope this provides great insight into the first-hand experiences of kidney disease patients. I'd like to add that all information included in the following recording is my own opinion when I'm speaking and that of Dr. Caroline Platt, who is my co-host for this series of episodes. Um, our, our opinions are our own and do not represent the opinions of the organisations that we work for. Um, uh, so with no further ado, let's join him now. So you've reached a point basically where <laughs> nothing's worked. It must have been pretty bleak. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit. It was just a bit... <sighs> Just what's going on? What's going to be next? Yeah. What's yeah. going to happen next? Kind of not not really knowing what's going to what's going to yeah. Yeah, occur. But, so, uh, did you have a transplant in the end? Did you end up in renal failure? Um. So, I um I, I got to uh I got to about sixteen, seventeen, um, and my consultant. So um, you're eighteen months, two years in at this point, yeah. are you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my I uh, well, I actually, I um, had rituximab, right? Which is mm-hmm. um, no, 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 no. well, yeah. No, I was just going to say I was going to ask if you'd yeah. had that along the way because I, I I thought that you had. I mean, it's a it's one of these biological um, agents that we use. It's, it's a monoclonal antibody, so it's a it's a uh, an antibody that essentially binds and attacks your. B cells within your immune system and, and gets rid of them and if they're the cells that in fact are doing all the damage in nephrotic syndrome then that can be the answer to managing your disease so it's given as a, a through a drip and you have usually a treatment course which involves two separate infusions and sometimes we repeat that depending on how your body responds to it um, and it's one of the the newer therapies um, but it's it's in that group of therapies that are called biological agents which which are which are as described really but i'm not sure whether you responded to them or not that's a tough question um i i felt like i did kind of i did kind of respond to it Mm. i know it was a a last result drug to see if it can finally kind of stop my immune system from doing what it was doing Mm. um and I think it either slowed down yeah. it slightly or it just kind of put it as a plateau. Mm, might have given you a temporary period yeah. of reprieve, if you like, while... Um... So you felt better, did you? No. No, 
No, okay. no, it was. Uh, I didn't, just it was still the, the same. Were a bit better, were they? But yeah, yeah, just my blood was just not going down as quickly. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I know I had that, and it kind of worked, kind of didn't. Um, and I had that twice. Um, yeah. Uh, twice. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't have. I haven't had it since. So because it's quite. Tough. So what was yeah. the decision? I mean, are we are we at the end of the road in terms of treatments at this point? I mean, generally, that's 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 a large amount of treatment that you haven't responded to. So yeah. we might suggest, therefore, that at this point in time, depending on where your kidney function was at, that that's the that's the hallmark question, really. What was your kidney's ability to filter your blood and clean your blood of all the waste products at a stage where we needed to move on to preparing you for having a kidney transplant or putting you on dialysis and um, and how did you feel at that point in terms of physically? What were your symptoms? Because you're it's it's probably quite useful to for people to hear what renal failure symptoms feel like really because there's a yeah we, we do, well we don't know do we yeah no. uh you you asking for the rituximab feeling no, or for, the, or the for you that, in of... having your kidney declining the function of your kidney probably had a, a, a an effect it will, will have had an effect on you and how yes, you felt yeah. physically yeah and i just wonder well this is the could... crux of the matter isn't it because we bandy about yeah. terms like I mean, certainly from a scientific point of view, we will be like renal failure, end stage renal yeah, failure. Yeah, but what does it mean what, in your body? And yeah, how, that's how just a term because, to us. You know, and actually, you know, kidney kidneys can decline without you really realizing to mm, a level, yeah. and you only start getting symptoms really probably when you're around the forty percent mark, maybe underneath 40, 30, 40 percent, and then you start having actual symptoms of your kidney failure. Mm. And I think that for you, it would be interesting to. Yeah, well, what the, they were. Yeah, really. there have been some stories um, previously, not people I've known personally, but of people that have had their kidney function declining. Yeah, and they haven't noticed at all. It's a real and silent one. Only when they've got to like around ten percent. Yeah, where they've gone. Okay, I'm, I'm not. I'm not feeling too good. Maybe I've got a cold. Yeah, I go mm, to the doctors. Yeah, yeah see what's going on. Yeah. Have a blood test, and then doctors come back and oh my god yeah you're in yeah. renal failure yeah. you need to get on dialysis kind of thing yeah um and you can your body can adapt to it quite well during yeah. a period of decline if it's a relatively slow decline slow one, yeah. then you know it's quite conceivable that you might not notice that exactly yes it's which is a blessing a and a curse years. really yeah. isn't it you know if it's something that we're able to recover from great your body sort of absorbed that yeah. problem and, and and moved on but kidney research uk talk about the missing million yeah that there's probably a million people in the uk yeah. have got some sort of kidney disease mm. That they're chugging on with, yes. Um, yeah. But you know, how do we how do we reach those people? And I think why there's such a heavy reliance in our specialty of doing blood tests because lots of patients say, "Oh, why do I need my blood test doing again?" And you think, well, you know, because I can't tell from the way that you look whether your kidney function is this much or this much. So is it, you know, blood tests become and trends of blood tests become really relevant to us in in nephrology to to understand the disease and and monitor it really. Well, I know in about two years, my kidney function went from being amazing yeah, to... Yeah, 120. Bad. Very, so very, what very was, bad. So what was it when it was at its worst? At its worst? Um, what, the function? Yeah. Um, the last figure I remember was five. Right. Yeah. That, that's not a percentage, though. That's just five EGFR. Yeah, so that's sure so you can use the EGFR a little bit like a percentage. So we, we I explain it to patients in terms of that means you've got about 5% of a normal in inverted commas person's kidney function for your of a similar age to you so you'd started with 120 percent mm. sort of um and then went down to five which is 
which is really where you're at, in a situation where you need dialysis, yes, you, know, you yeah. need some support for your And I, I was on dialysis, so you got yeah. on dialysis yeah. at that point. Yeah. point. Yeah. And what yeah. treatment options are they talking to you about now? Now? Well, or at, then. at this point when, yeah. you're, when you're on dialysis. I mean, did you know what dialysis was? Was it explained to you how it works? I had been explained to it previously that I would need it in the future. Right. Yeah. Because it was the future, I didn't really pay much attention yeah, to it yeah. because I really want to focus on the here and now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was a fi- funny story actually. Uh, I um I just uh, started um at my uh, sixth form, um, and I just turned seventeen. Uh, it was the beginning of October, and I was given a a drug, an- another um, immunosuppressant drug called cyclosporin. Mm. So it works in the same way as tacrolimus, yeah. cyclosporin, yeah. And that's what they were trying to do. Mm. However, it crashed my kidneys instantly. Right, mm. oh, right. okay. Instantly. What, what I think I won, one of the um, mm. pills. And I guess at that, that point, your kidney function was at a really low level anyway. So perhaps the use of something that potentially was damaging to your kidneys just yeah. tipped, you, tipped the balance. I think around that, I, I was about... 25 30 yeah. yeah at the time yeah and then it went right down yeah to like 16 10 yeah. and how how is that feeling like are you i i sort of imagine that it must be like a hangover i don't know that all your yeah. all your yeah. all your salts and irons that your yeah. kidney usually controls are out of balance you're yeah i don't know perhaps feeling dehydrated are you i, mm. I don't know how well, uh, yeah, I didn't think I answered the question earlier about you saying how how I, how I felt about my kidney function declining. Mm. It was odd. I didn't really notice it as such. Um, I only really noticed the side effects of the medication. Yeah, and the uh, fluid, I guess, yes, was the, the fluid. main thing for you. Exhaustion you so, yeah. as well. Was I felt quite exhausted. And probably because you're anemic. quite anemic, exactly, because that's one of the things we know goes along with renal yeah. failure. And being anemic is not fun at no. all. So how does that feel? Um... Well, you're just exhausted, just wiped so. out. Yeah, yeah, you haven't got any colour to you. Right. That's, that's one of the telltale signs. Um, you, Can't keep you, up with people, no. you get tired on exertion. Yeah, some thing. brain fog sometimes. Right. Yeah. No, you're just like, you're not really sure what's going on. So low iron, you're making yeah. less haemoglobin. Yes. Carrying less oxygen. Yeah, essentially. I mean, you know, your kidneys produce this hormone called EPO or erythropoetin, which helps the bone marrow to churn out red blood cells. Hmm. If you can't do so that, so they're not getting that either. message. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we can give EPO, so we yes. give it. We give it to patients like Cade who have kidney failure yeah. um, to Armstrong. boost that. So we can, we yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, allegedly, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I just kind of, just went, I don't really notice it. I just. Just every blood test I expected my kidney function to decline and I guess that was just kind of thing I just got used to mm. um, which isn't nice but well no no and, Kay did you have any psychology support during all of this because we have a psychologist that works with our team um, which is hugely useful to the group of patients that we look after because obviously they're going through this crazy yeah. time mm. Um, yes, having I, to deal with all of this on top of doing exams and trying to be well, a normal teenager. Well, on top of being teenager. a teenager, it's I know. Rough I mean, you know, being a teenager is difficult as it is. Exactly. Mm, yeah. How you deal with this? I, I mean, don't, just picture the in betweeners, and you're putting <laughs> kidney disease <laughs> yeah. into that for you. Yeah. You know, it doesn't exactly fit. Yeah, oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's an funny. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Um, 
It was interesting. So the psychological support, are they, I mean, I guess they're less talking about disease and more talking about how it's affecting yeah. you. Yeah. And did yeah. you engage with that? Did you have some, did you find that support useful? Or, oh, yes. You know, if you're yeah. a talker, then that's great. But some people don't want to talk about their feelings so much. And I think every, sometimes I, I was that person. Yeah. Sometimes I was just like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So just, 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 just How is this going to help my kidneys? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I could understand like what, how exactly was the purpose of it? Yeah, um, which is why I did it. Yeah, but um, sometimes it was just like uh, I just was in the kind of the fun. Of, I was feeling just a bit crap. Yeah, yeah. So I just I, I wouldn't. Mm. I, I and wouldn't it's just really another appointment, much. isn't it? You know, you're already yeah. going to however many appointments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't really notice it as such. Yeah. I, I just noticed the numbers. Mm. I was just looking at the numbers going down, and then when I um uh, got to uh, having the cyclosporine and my kidneys crashed, mm. didn't really feel it. Mm. It was only when uh, doctors rushed in saying your kidneys are crashed, you to get on dialysis. Right. That's when you're like, oh wow, okay, yeah. Right. You, you presumably, it sounds like you're a bit of a planner in that you'd you, you, you'd anticipated that things weren't going to work. So had you therefore in your mind accepted that you were going to need dialysis at some stage and thought about that? Yeah, or was it I was not expecting it that soon, that though, soon, yeah. especially just starting sixth form. Yeah. Um, so that was that was interesting. Mm. Um, I could tell it straight away that it was the cycle swore not crash with kidneys mm. because I was fine before that. Um, but yeah, I was immediately taken down um and had um my pd line my um yeah catheter yeah you're, you're a catheter that's catheter. put under your skin into your tummy essentially it's called a peritoneal dialysis catheter it's one of the ways that we dialyze children or people generally um but it's and did you have options around did you you chose peritoneal dialysis over? no it was only because they needed it to um be instant yeah, to dialyse okay. me instantly. So that's quick as a is it? Then? Is it hemodialysis? Well, you, you can do on? either in the acute setting, and generally, yeah. what we try and do with families is have some idea of what's going to work best for that family. As so we we have discussions right at the beginning when we think that dialysis is a possibility to plan that out. Um, and you know, for for children who are going to school, um, it's it's often more convenient to to be able to manage your dialysis predominantly at home, which you can do with peritoneal dialysis. Yeah, so. exactly. Instead of having to go to the hospital. Yeah. Did Otherwise, make, you would have been. Did that make you feel better having the peritoneal dialysis? No. Like, no. Mm. Okay. Because some people do start feeling a lot better when their their renal failure is supported, if yeah. you like, and yeah. the, their kidneys are not being relied upon to do anything. That's what I was hoping. That um, didn't make you feel good. Uh, no, it was a more of a case of um, every time. The, so the the fluid. The dialysate fluid is then put into your, into your mm. peritoneum, um, where it then soaks up all the bad stuff that your body's produced. Uh, would usually be your urine, um, and then is then then the machine drains that fluid, and then does it again, and then that's one cycle, and they do it ten cycles. And this like, happens overnight, ten, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, because about ten hours. Yeah, and you have to do it every day. Wow. Um, Can you get night. to sleep? No. I always think the noise of the machines is quite. Yeah, yeah, it can but be it was quite... it was mostly because when um, it drains mm. right at the end, it, it was tugging, 
mm. if some place well, it almost feels like a vacuum does it <laughs> it, it, it was because the line was right down um right at the bottom of my um, torso um and so it was somewhere maybe it wasn't in the right place or not but every time it drained right at the end it really really hurt oh. yeah really hurt it was i couldn't i couldn't sleep through that. and that wow. was 10 that happened 10 times so at least day. once an hour even if you could get to sleep even if you did miraculously sort of doze off yeah. the draining's definitely going to wake you up oh 100% yeah yeah I, I, it woke me up instantly wow. and, and yeah and some people have problems on, you know, that that's a recognised problem and we just try and troubleshoot as people go through yeah. this sort of thing. But, yeah, it's, it doesn't work for everyone, PD. It's not, you know, we no. usually there's a way around most of the things that you experience in the early stages of it and it can work really successfully for people, but it doesn't it doesn't work for everyone. No. Um, I mean, luckily, I um, was taken off the cyclosporin straight away as soon as it had crashed my kidneys. Mm. And was having dialysis for six days until my kidney function went back up to what it was usually. It was about 30, 20, yeah, 25, yeah. 30, um, which is enough to not be on the yeah. dialysis anymore. Yeah. Um, so I said to them, look, this is painful. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't keep doing this. Mm. My my kidney function is fine. Can I stop having this? But yeah. keep the line in Yeah. just in case. Yeah. Just stop having it. Yeah. And they were like... Yeah. Okay. We, so we even though if you're 17 at this point, I suppose technically is your are your parents in charge of medical decisions, but everyone was quite yeah. happy for you to have sort of autonomy and listen to your opinion. Because 17 is yeah. a weird one, isn't it? Because yeah. you're. I think for someone like Cade, is obviously competent to make his own decisions at 17, and we we you know account for that. In, I guess in you get a feeling of yeah, that. You know, if you've got someone with significant learning difficulties or someone who's not competent to make their own decisions safely, um, then that's different. But legally, um, you, you've got at the if you're a competent 17 year old, you'll make most of your own decisions unless we feel that you're really doing something that's not safe for yourself. Yeah. And did you feel listened to? Did you feel like oh, yeah. you're yeah? Well, that's that's yeah. nice. That's crazy. Oh, it was never and really it's, you know, appropriate, really, because you were right, because you, you you were able to get away without dialysis when your kidney function recovered itself yeah. after taking away that drug. So, you know, we'd only want to give yeah. you dialysis if you really needed it, because it's quite a significant treatment to undergo. Well, I was never really um, a talker as such. I didn't like to kind of mm. contribute to, to much of what was going on. I'm not sure whether it was just a confidence thing. Um, but, um, with, with what I was going through at the time with all the pain from the, uh, from the, um, PD, mm. I, um, I just kind of, I want to say put my foot down. I, I, it was, cause there wasn't really anything cause they, I, there wasn't being not listened to. Mm. So I, I just, I was in a lot of pain. I really wanted to make this decision. Yeah. So I made yeah. it. Um, and I told and them And how that. did that go? They just said, we agree. Yeah, um, and you, you managed, didn't you? Was it yeah. a few weeks? Well, my mum had learned how to do the the PD machine and everything. Right. Um, so you're on home dialysis at this point then? Yeah. yeah. If if you need it sort of thing, not on a regular basis. Yeah, everything was set up at home ready right. for that. Mm-hmm. But then when I didn't need it, they kind of just took it, took everything away, which is all right. So um, I didn't end up needing it again, but I kept lining um, for a few months um, and... You, you 
that can be a bit of a bit annoying when it's just dangling mm. down and everything. Yeah. You need like sometimes we we'll just tuck it to my pocket. It's right. practical or... things like that that we forget. Yeah. You know, you just think, oh, you know, PD lines in. Yeah. Cage Tick. safe because we can do as dialysis if we need to. When you've got in yeah. the meantime, yeah. you've got this piece of plastic really. hanging out your tummy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might want to be doing sport or doing something, and it's it's very annoying around. probably it's flapping yeah, around. Exactly. Yeah. Not not fun. Not yeah. fun at all. No. Um, but not uncomfortable. No. By that time, it had bedded in. And yeah, was, you know, it kind of Does it sort of sit yeah. close to where your trousers might sit? or um, about... about in line with your belly button. Oh, okay, so it's a bit higher. Yeah. Just, just a bit underneath your belly button. Okay. Just, just okay. literally just underneath. And again, you know, that. you've got that there. So it's an infection risk, potentially. Exactly. You've got a bit of plastic it was in very, somewhere. It's not meant to very, be plastic. Yeah. So you have to keep it clean and you can't just... Are you self-conscious? Dangle it around. Was you wearing like loose clothing perhaps so it didn't show through your T-shirt? Were you self-conscious of it or were you just like um, proud like, yeah, it's my PD line, deal with it? Yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't like, um, oh, hey, look, look at my, <laughs> yeah, look at my yeah, PD yeah, line. Yeah, hey, yeah. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't like it, that. But, Parading it, yeah. yeah, yeah I wasn't parading it around, but um, I wasn't necessarily wearing like loose clothing and everything just to yeah. hide it. Yeah. Um, but then you're always really slim, um, so yeah. it probably was more noticeable on you than someone, someone, you know, yeah, exactly. different body habitus. Yeah, um, diplomatic. Yeah. But also, I think um, the hospital also had like these like tube, yeah, like, material sort of carriers. Things. Yeah, so you yeah. can get all sorts of devices that we we exactly. use for people. Yeah. And you can just you accessorize put yeah. it into this, <laughs> yeah, put it into this tube. And then you tie the, the other one around yeah. the waist like a belt, and oh. it's tied up. So it's just like there's, around, always, around there's always a way around these things. That's our the wonderful NHS. community nurses who, <laughs> who help us with all these sorts of things, making things practical for patients. And yeah. that's the stuff that ends up being really important at the end of the day. You know, living with this stuff. Yeah. You know? And once you're used to it, you just don't really notice it there. So did this period of time feel fairly normal then? Because if you started to feel rough. You'd, you'd, I don't know, what did you have a test and then decide, right, well, I'll do PD overnight tonight. And yeah. then you feel all right for a, what, a week? I, I, so I had it for six days originally when I first had my kidneys crashed. And I stopped having it because I didn't need it anymore. And I hadn't, didn't, didn't do it since. So I, I didn't need it, neither since at all. Um, so I just had it there. And, and how long did it. this period of time last where you've sort of been able to manage it on? Home dialysis. Um, it was so it was in October. I had to put it in, and it was January. Right. That, um, following January, that I okay. I so you've had like three months. Yeah. Did you feel okay during that time? Yeah, I didn't. I did not feel it. I didn't feel it in me at yeah. all. Um, I didn't really notice it there, and unless was I your was under control. More under control, less puffy. Mm, no, no. So still getting yeah, that. No, I, was I remember still the swelling that. was such a thing for you. Yeah, I do remember that. Managing that, I, I did have still have quite a lot of swelling mm. going on, but that uh, was partly my fault because I was told not to drink as oh, much. So hard. Difficult. You know, really we, we, we what, do booze. This- <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> I've sort of given away how my mind works. Okay, so you were told to sort of limit. Soft drinks. No, and fluid, water. just water. Just right? fluid. Just fluid overall. Wow. Fluid doesn't just mean water. It's ice cream. Yeah. Yogurt. Soup. Runny diets. Yogurt. All sorts yeah. of things. I mean, it's it's amazing, actually. One of the things that 
uh, our patients find is managing a fluid restriction is really hard. But the fluid restriction is there for safety, to yeah. keep your blood pressure normal, to prevent all this swelling. Yeah. You know, the more you put that, in, the more yeah. fluid is going to accumulate. Is it hy- hypovolemic? Do you end up sort of... Well, overall, you have your total body water content is vastly increased, which is why we say, actually, if you drink more, that fluid is just going to end up in the wrong place because right, K's yeah. albumin in his blood is all leaking out in his urine. Or, or, you know. And actually, the, the paradox, I guess, is that as your kidneys fail, you pass less urine and that albumin leak is less substantial. Yeah. So, so this is end stage now. This is when you're approaching... But but at that stage, you need dialysis to remove the extra fluid that your kidneys can't get rid of. But your your blood albumin level, your blood protein level, will will increase once your kidneys are not are not exactly. producing all that urine. Yeah, if if your kidneys which um, can help with this gradually as they're getting um, worse and worse, you're leaking less protein. Yeah, because you're kidneys aren't filtering anything. And that's because they're scarring. Yeah, uh, down yeah. at the sort of yeah. tissue level, yeah. the 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 normal tissue that would be sort of permeable to water coming mm. out has scarred. So the cells there yes. have panicked and laid down lots of tissue that shouldn't be there yep. and no fluid can get through. So exactly. I mean, this speaks to a larger truth of we should all appreciate going for a big wee in the morning. <laughs> we should. Because oh, yeah. it means that your kidneys are, you know, I think your kidneys are a typical sort of you don't know what you've got till it's gone. No one thinks about their kidneys. No one thinks about their kidney function. No one thinks about going for a nice big oh. wee and getting rid of all yeah. that fluid. Literally, it's just like, oh, I just need a wee. Just yeah. Gonna go, just going to the toilet. Well, it's a, it's an inconvenience, if anything, isn't yeah. it? But actually, we should be like, exactly. smashing. Kidneys are working. Yeah. And actually, that filtration membrane in the kidneys, I mean, it's doing a vast amount of work. I mean, it's 180 litres. 180 litres a day, isn't yeah. it? That, that passes across your filtration um your, your, your filtration units in your kidney, yeah. most of which is obviously reabsorbed, otherwise you'd be paying yeah. 180 litres a day. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. exactly. That, sustainable. That, that's how, how the kidneys work with the, uh, the nephrons. The, yeah. um, the, uh, everything goes in, everything in your blood goes in through, in through them, and the filter then separates the big molecules yeah. and the little molecules. Mm. Yeah. The big molecules are usually stuff that you need, like... Protein, mm. clotting um, factors, blood, yeah, yes, all yeah. that kind of stuff, mm. and then that is then taken into a separate place, then be reabsorbed back into the blood, mm. as carried on and being used. Whereas the little molecules that you don't need, like urea and creatinine and, mm. and water, um, is then taken out into the into the urine part. So um, tell you what, Kate, never mind your engineering. You should just come to the lab. You know, as, you know more than we do about all this. Just well, like, like I, I said, I've learned it. It's an amazing learning journey, I've isn't it? Yeah. Through, through this, I mean, I mean you know, our, our patients totally become the experts in their particular disease. Put to shame amazing. a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah you the parents just... as well become incredible. They know yeah, the ins and outs of everything, and you know, you, and and it's, it's, it's weird because journey. I got ill with kidney disease before we even started looking at kidneys in, in biology, biology. Yeah, right. so I learned all this stuff and then when it came to doing like kidneys and dialysis and in, in biology I was like Smashed I'm it. living it I know that I'm living <laughs> this this yeah. is my yeah. life yeah. this is great yeah. yeah so that helps with your workload while you're on you're like yeah. at least I don't have to worry about the kidney section in biology exactly I know it. so I just go home I don't need to do this so what happens in this January when you're 17 and the sort of home PD approaches so a lot changes changed in uh, that uh, January of 2016. Um, my um, my consultant that here um, at the hospital, uh, Children's Hospital in Bristol, um, he was moving, uh, moving away to uh, the Great Ormond Street mm. Hospital. 
um, which is difficult. Not difficult, but I was 17. I wasn't 18 at the time. Mm, yeah. So I'd have to go to a brand new consultant that yeah. didn't really know me at all because the person that was going to be taking over didn't did not know much yeah. didn't, didn't know me at all whereas yeah, other yeah, people yeah. did and you're losing your so, mentor and, and guides at this point exactly. support network yeah. so it was it was very difficult and i was getting to the point where i did need to have dialysis again right but um i wasn't going to go on to pd again i made that quite clear with them yeah, yeah. um i was going to go on to um have hemo home hemo dialysis not home hemo, but hemodialysis. Yeah. Um, and uh, so what happened in January was I um, was introduced to a consultant in Dorchester, which is closer to where I live than Bristol. Um, and they do renal stuff there as well. And the consultant there kind of handed over. I wasn't 18 yet. Um, and they took on 18-year-olds, really, because they, they kind of took on the adults. Yeah. So um, I transferred over to him. Yeah. instead even though i wasn't 18 mm. yeah um but it was fine i was fine with that um at the same time i had all my stuff transferred from the um pediatric ward to there from being that to an adult yeah um because i was no longer would have been there when i was 18 um so i went to them um but i also had my um new li- line neckline put in for home for hemo and um my PD line taken out right time um and uh yeah it went went on from and is it a similar management there. in terms of looking after and cleaning this line it's it, in a different place it is but... very similar yes yeah. however it goes straight into your heart Fuck. yeah i mean it goes into a really one of your major veins or blood vessels um and yes it's very close to to the entrance to your heart um mm. and so that it can take the large volumes of blood that need to be cleaned all in a four-hour dialysis session mm. um, and it comes with that added risk of having plastic within a blood vessel from an infection side of things yes. so you, you you have to be you know again super careful to, to to remember that temperatures are not are not good if you've got a piece of plastic in uh, yeah. a blood vessel yeah so it comes with its yeah. own um, new set of so, rules and regulations yeah so really. now you're on hemodialysis yes it was a it was a very funny um very funny story having to change over to my my hemo when i had um the operation to have it uh, my pd line taken out and my neckline put in um i was a bit fluidy had a lot of fluid yeah. in my stomach area, so when they t- took out the peed line, I was leaking. <laughs> I was just pouring water out of that hose. hole. <laughs> it was going everywhere, apparently, <laughs> and, and that went on for quite a while. And then even when I woke up, it was still going. Came out, came out I, the I, hole. I was, was looking up and I was like, I feel, oh, I feel wet. Yeah, cold and wet. Going on, I was like, oh. This massive wet patch right here. Oh, no. And uh, yeah, you just lift up, looking at the wound, and you see it just dripping. <laughs> right. It's dripping out. I was like, cool. oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so um, I uh, um, had this kind of like just absorbent stuff just to put on there to, to absorb all the water coming out. And then I had put a um, stoma bag right. put on, which put right over it. Oh, it's actually, dramatically. You know, it's actually, it was a small hole. But having a stoma bag was really useful yeah, very because you had it lateral over. thinking of someone exactly, and they put it right right over it, and it kept that water tight. Yeah, nice. Um, and then the water would just leak into the bag, and the bag would fill up. And then once it's filled, just unravel it, yeah. undo it, 
Empty it and back off again and then carry on. And I like how casually it's well, nice to see actually exactly. how casually you're talking about this because I'm like, that's Just part of the old experience. I, it's not ideal, is it? You know, no. and if it's one of those things, isn't it? You'd sort of built up to this point, you've had you know, you're quite medicalized by this yeah, point, yeah. I think so. Yeah. But imagine shows, just seeing know, that as a vision, like, yeah, in, in one way, I'm quite reassured by how. Well, it's amazing. You take it you in your stride. Exactly. You seem to be just very matter of fact it about it. And smile. what can you do? It was just a funny, funny experience. <laughs> just, so. just having a, a bit stomach. surreal. And it's like, oh, well, yeah. excuse, excuse me, I just got to go empty my bag. Yeah, full of uh, full of uh, fluid that I'm leaking out my stomach. I guess one of those things where you're like, I'm not a nephrologist, but this is no. this, this is not, not right, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and it just it kept leaking for a few days afterwards, and it got to the point where the wound closed up. Right. And I did lose quite a lot from my stomach which was great yeah i lost quite a lot of fluid from my stomach area so and then that came off plus came on and then so on so forth that healed up eventually and didn't need to do anything else for that so you were having hemodialysis at Dor- in dorchester yes at this this dorchester so, I, yeah, yeah i don't remember you having it in, no in the i, I, I came here with us. came over to dorchester yeah. and then and i've been in dorchester ever since and so i guess you, that whole process of moving your care that transition um, that's quite a big deal. Yeah, yeah huge yeah. deal. Huge deal. Especially because I've been with Just you guys the, yeah. for, for the, all those quite years. a long time, for a few, few two or three years. Yeah. And well, I mean, from my over... point of view, actually, as just someone who I've never, you know, touch wood, had any sort of disease where I've needed long-term care, but even changing mm. your GP... Yeah, I don't like that. Na- it used to be yeah. when I was growing up that you'd have one GP and he was your GP or yeah. she was your GP and that was it. And now... Um, you yeah everyday sex isn't that <laughs> very sorry i'm i am flawed but i'm trying uh yes so they so but now uh, it's a different gp every time i go and even for i feel a little bit not unsettled but i just yeah, think it'd be no, nice definitely. and that's from someone who i'm just turning up with you sort of every everyday stuff so mm-hmm. to transition from pediatric to adult oh, at least they did it when you were 17 rather than sort of you soldier on for that last year and then yeah, I, I, I think we made that decision ourselves. Yeah. It was a case of um, you can either stay with us for another year, but you're a gonna... brand new consultant yeah. that doesn't know you. Yeah. And you'd just you, about get to know them, wouldn't you? And, and then it, was, you know, it was a transition anyway, as you said, yeah. because you were going to need a new exactly. person at the helm. Um, yeah. So it made sense that that was the time that you transition yeah. to the adults. And the, the process of transition for our patients is, it, it, we know, we take it, we we start preparation for it from quite an early stage, really, because it's such a big deal for for the patients going through it. So yeah. it was like I I could either go from um, another consultant mm. to then another consultant in Dorchester. I yeah. turn eighteen, yeah, because I have to transfer over to them, yeah. yeah, or I could just go straight to Dorchester. So neckline hemodialysis did that work better? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. So it's uh, not it got, took it a while to get used to. Pump would it? It's sort of different in that respect. You're not getting that suction thing that you had with pds it works like oh yes yeah because it, it, it yeah it's in a different place um it's actually in the blood vessel so it's taking as, your blood out yeah. your body and through a machine putting it through a machine filtering through a whole, it whole machine putting it back yep cool. exactly over a four hour period four, four hour period yeah three times, three times a, a week, week. Yeah. yeah which is crazy to think of because if you think like your kidneys are trying to are doing the work. A normal person's kidneys, working kidneys would... Uh, Little and often, sort of yeah. all the time, yeah. yeah. They would be doing it all the time Constantly. for the whole week, every hour, every day, every week, so on. Whereas dialysis, you're doing it for four hours, mm. which is then three times a week, which is 12 hours yeah. in a whole week. Which so is very fitting... unphysiological, really, isn't it? Exactly. But 
Do you notice that as a feeling, like sort of feel great after dialysis and then slowly worse, 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 worse? Yes. Your next day and it, I, my, me personally, I didn't feel great after dialysis. I always feel a bit drained, a bit, mm. uh, not feeling fantastic. But then I'd go to sleep straight after. Um, uh, so I what, you home. tend to do it like eight till midnight or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a twilight session, they call it. So yeah. it starts about six o'clock ish. Right. Um, and then finishes at 10, 11. And that's different from in paediatrics, so we don't dialyse people yeah. in that time frame in our in our unit. We just it's daytime, it's morning or afternoon sessions. Twilight sessions are quite. That's quite. It's, it's, it's surprising, I think, because well, more younger people, adults, young adults, would go for a twilight session yeah. because they would want to work in the day and then yeah. come and do dialysis in the evening. Um, whereas if you're uh, like you, you wouldn't often see a, a young person doing it midday or yeah. in, in, in the morning because yeah. of what they got planned for the day. But um, that's when you tend to get kind of the older people with uh, kidney failure as well doing yeah. dialysis uh, in in the day or, or in the morning because you know they haven't really yeah. they're kind of retired. They're not doing doing yeah. it. They're not working yeah. anymore. So so this really this really mate. I was going to say you see me smiling, but we're not recording video, which we should have done. Anyway, um, I, during my PhD, did a lot of um, experiments that involved me coming back into work at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Very sorry for myself. Mm. Very like, I <laughs> oh, can't the believe this. This is not cool. Actually not wanting the experiments to work because if the experiment did work, it mean I'd have to do that more often. <laughs> so you're sort of thinking, oh, this doesn't work. Yeah. But actually, the route I would go into Southmead Hospital to get to where the lab was based at the time, I would drive past the hemodialysis unit, which was sort of very key to me. I remember sort of, you know, and I'm like, bloody hell, I've got to come back into work at night. This is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see all the people on hemodialysis obviously quite related to the work I'm doing yeah, anyway, amazing. and think, sort yourself out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really not that bad. These people have done a full day's work. Yeah. And then, like you say, probably were on something similar to the Twilight Session. It was about 10 or 11 o'clock I was going doing mm-hmm. this. But, uh, you know, it, it just, it really gave me a, a good perspective. Perspective, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So how but do don't, you... don't feel bad about it. I mean, like, Everyone, no one's going to like go back to work at like, like you know, yeah. 10, 11 o'clock at yeah. night. Like, even on dialysis, no, they're like, you know, it's great to have a twilight session because you have your day free. Yeah. But sometimes you want an evening free as well. Yeah. You just yeah, want to relax yeah, yeah. and, and just, yeah. just chill and forget about things. But you got to go and have dialysis. And and, and people are, are the same thing that, that they're just like, oh, what have I got? To do yeah, it's just here? another thing on your to do list. Yeah, sort of thing, isn't it's, it? just, it's just not, oh, I can't do this. So, but, I would like to know about actually being on dialysis because I've I've got a little boy at home and actually stupidly I might part of me would be like God if I could say to my wife ah oh, I'd love to help out overnight but I've got to be on dialysis sit there get a good book out you know have some mm. nice coffee really treat myself <laughs> do you know no but I'm saying this is what it's really naive because I think this is what people. Yeah, think, think about you know, it. from when you when you don't know about yes. dialysis, you think, okay, well, you're plugged into a machine, fine, you're not going to be able in to do sitting still aerobic. for four hours. Brilliant, bring it on. Yeah, do it as yeah. you want. I've got a load of books I want to read. Yeah. Get a laptop out, but it, it's n- it's not like that. Mm-hmm. I might add, yeah. So, yeah, so. nope, not at all. So I've heard people talk about brain fog when you're on it. Sort of. Some people do. Yeah, uh, it depends on the person. Yeah, uh, 
How do you find different. it? Uh, well, when I first started home, home, I keep saying home. Uh, when I first started hemodialysis at the unit, which is what I had to do first of all to get everything going, um, uh, I was fluidy. I, I only did a few hours at a time just to begin with, and but over that time, I was losing the fluid because you can set how much fluid to take off. Mm. And I was taking it off and then feeling a lot better because you know, my kidney function is going up a little bit. Kind of not not really my kidney function, but my, my blood is getting better. Like less stressed, oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I've cleaned. I've gone from being my my blood yeah. being continuously bad and pretty toxic and pretty, to you to them being pretty clean, clean every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it just felt felt so much better. And honestly, fantastic. I mm. I, re- I reckon people are scared of it. I was scared of it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want this thing in yeah. my, in my yeah, neck yeah, yeah. attached to a machine and blood taken yeah. out and put back in again. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 Wow, that looks horrible. I I don't want to do that. That looks scary. I'm I'm not going to go on it. And then someone convinces you to go on it, and you go on it, and you love it, and you want to go again. <laughs> yeah, it's like that with oh, dialysis. You, you wow. like you like I've never heard that sort of analogy before. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah it's, good. It's, exactly. It's just like dialysis. You 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 are feeling rubbish. Then you go on dialysis, which you're scared scared of, and everyone's scared of it. Even. The older people are scared of it. Yeah, um, they, don't, you know, they don't really want to ha- have all the but it's blood and needles and stuff. It, yeah. and exactly, and, and it's you very... see a lot. You know, you're seeing blood yeah. pumping through a machine that comes from you. Yeah. Exactly. And that's got to come with some. And not only are you seeing you, but you're seeing other people. Yes, and it must be quite different moving from the kids to adults. Yeah, the whole. It's probably a suddenly lot easier. Got, you're, to you're the youngest, and you're the youngest. You've gone from being the oldest yeah. to the youngest, and everyone else is older, and then you kind of just got to grow up. So thank you very much for taking the time to listen to episode three. Um, Before we recorded this, I had no idea, and it seems quite obvious now, but it just speaks to the level of my naivety, the process you'd have to go through for dialysis. And I think it's quite important for us to get this message out there. Um, You know, when I speak to friends who aren't scientists or not involved in uh, kidney disease research, I think often it's seen that dialysis is a cure um, and that if you're kidneys fail well you know perhaps not the best day ever but it's also not the end of the world because you just go on to dialysis um i mean don't get me wrong obviously dialysis is a good treatment and it's good that we have it um but it's far from a cure and it's obviously quite involved for the patients themselves and it can it can really restrict patients in terms of having to be tied to a center where they can get their dialysis even perhaps when they go on holiday um, so it's really important that we get that message across in this podcast. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen to episode three. Again, if you're listening to this in one big session of Keep It Renal, you'll hear my lovely voice again in five or ten seconds whenever you check into episode four. If not, I will see you soon. Take care. Bye.